the only thing you... This episode of Real Garbage is brought to you by The Force. Use it. This episode is brought to you by fucking with telemarketer scammers. This is Real Garbage. They are starting again, aren't they? Those calls. They're intense. I got one today when I got off work and this number shows up on my phone and it says Ken Chow. And um, because Samsung's like show you this smart, like if a number calls you and it's picked up, it'll show you like, for example, if my dentist calls me rather than the number showing up, it'll recognize the number off of Google and show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, It's call ID. Yeah. 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 So Ken Chow called me and it was like a 647 area code or something. Usually is. And I was like, who the hell is this? So I answer it and I'm like, hello. And it's an automated message. And it says, we are the CRA. Uh, We're about to cancel your SIN number (gasps) because it was involved with fraudulent activity to prevent this um, and speak to a representative hit one. And I was like, sure, (laughs) I need to pick me up. So I pressed one and it was ringing and ringing and ringing and they were playing like vaudeville music. It was like, and I'm like, this is perfect. What a perfect setting. And then this guy answers and he's like, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. Like, how can I help you? And I was like, oh, I just wanted to call to make sure I wasn't dead. And he was like, what? And I was like, well, apparently my sin number is going to be canceled, but that only happens if you die. Am I dead? And then he just started laughing and I'm like waiting for him to stop. And I'm like, yeah, looks like I'm alive. What's up? And then he was like laughing again. And he was like, I'm really happy that you're alive and well. And I was like, me too, sir. And he's like, how can I help you today? And I was like, well, how can I help you? Because I got a call from Ken Chow saying that my social insurance number was involved in fraudulent activity. So I just wanted to hear a little bit more about that and find out how you could cancel my social insurance number because you're born, you're assigned one, and it never goes away unless you die. So what's up? And he was just like laughing. And he said again, like, I'm glad you're like alive and well and good to hear. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And he was like, first, I'll get some information. And I was like, well, actually, if this is the CRA and my social insurance number is compromised, you already have my phone number. Therefore, you should have my first name, last name, date of birth, address and social insurance number. So can you please repeat those to me so I know that this is legit? And he was like, yeah, of course. And then click. (laughs) And I'm like, you like, I've never, I've never had the ones I've never listened long enough to actually hear it go like for something, something, press one, mm-hmm. blah, 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 press two. Cause I usually, the only ones I get, and I noticed this during the whole quarantine, they just stopped. Yep. Didn't get one call. And yeah. now me and my two coworkers are, I haven't actually got one since last week. And it's always someone speaking some it's Japanese or Chinese or something. Mm-hmm. And I, as soon as I hear that, I'm like, eh, nope. no. And if I see it's like the the number number usually has too many numbers. Yeah. Like what? I'm like, that's like five digits too many. Like it how? Doesn't make any sense. They're calling you from WhatsApp or something. Yeah, it's like one plus one zero zero yep. zero four eight three four five six seven twelve eighteen. Like, huh? Mm-hmm. Doesn't even make sense. But uh, I got one, an email. So I haven't, I've gotten a couple of the CRA emails like, mm-hmm. oh, you're about to get deposited $800. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I <laughs> the would government know that. The government never gives away money. Yeah. I did, however, get my, um, side note, I did get my two uncashed 
GST checks. Nice. It took three months. Hmm. And I had to enter the information twice because they just, I don't know what they did. Like it, I submitted them start of March right before this all happened. Mm-hmm. And then I did it again in like late May. I was like, where the Oh yeah, the government was, was probably money. like, we're just doing sir well, fucking everything and, else. Well, in the meantime, they gave me another GST check. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, and it's weird because I'm not, I'm not making like minimum wage. I'm making 25 an hour. So it's not like I'm not making enough to not get GST checks, but yeah. I'm not complaining. It's, yeah. I'm like, You're like 80, I'll take 88 you. bucks. Why not? I use that for a bag of weed or something. Yeah. But um, I got an email today that was like, uh, oh, f- um, as per our conversation before, blah, blah, blah. I'm looking for someone to spend my life with. And it was like a whole, like, let's get to know each other email. I'm like, eh, and it's like, I'll send pictures if you want. I'm like, I'm not even biting on this at all. Nope. Delete. Nope. It's so silly. It's like some, it's just, I, <sighs> How do people fall for this crap? I know. Wait a minute. Hold on. I take that back. I fell for something once, but it wasn't one of those. It was a... Uh, Pyramid scheme? No, it was one of those cheap furniture ads on Instagram. Huh. Yeah, like a Wayfair.ca, but different. Oh. It was some other website that looked legit, and I had just paid my credit card off. I was like, yeah, I'm debt free. Woo. This was two years ago. And I'm like, I'm going to get some patio furniture. And it's a patio furniture and a new bed. And I went on this website and it was like, it was on Instagram. It was an ad that came up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even, I didn't have like a bad feeling about it at first. I'm like, this looks pretty cool. This, it's like you see these all the time. Like yeah. it's, it's just discounted cheap furniture, right? And I, I put it all in the checkout and I go to checkout and I put my credit card in there. And as soon as I did it, we'll send a confirmation email immediately. So check my email, nothing. Wait five minutes, nothing. And I'm like, hmm, oh, I got a weird feeling about this. And then I, I Googled the website and I was like, God damn it. It's a, oh, it's a, it's it's a, a scam. It's a goddamn scam. So because you can just go in, like you type in, is this website a legit? Scam. And bam, yeah. like, there's like a scam ometer website that scam tells you. I'm like, fuck. You know so what? So I had to call, cancel my credit card, yeah. call them right away. I got, I got all the money back. Good. Well, good. yeah, with your credit card, you will. Yeah. With so, debit, you won't, which is shitty. But it was just, a, I had to wait three months to get it back, which sucked. Ooh. So I was like, that's, that that's a heavy that thing stings. weighing on you. Damn it. There's, I just felt so stupid. There's this, um, there's this like gift card scam going around where the CRA contacts people and says like, you owe a shit ton of money in income tax things. You can pay it back via gift cards for like iTunes, what? Google Play, what? Sephora. And people are like, it's a known scam. Like, and it, mostly older people are falling for it. And they'll go and buy like thousands of dollars worth of like iTunes gift oh cards God. or... um. Or any like any yeah, gift card really with cash loaded onto a card. Yeah, that you and can't track. and they're supposed to send a photo of it to the CRA, but the scammers just drain the entire card and have yeah. your money, and it's so like sad to think about because apparently like um, online I was reading that these people are like threatening these older people, being like, you know, you're gonna go to jail, we're gonna find you, we have a guy following you into the store to pick up these gift cards. Like it's sad. It's so fucked. Maybe that's okay. I saw something, this thing today, cause the whole defund, defund the police thing is yeah. going on and shit. And there was a picture that popped up of a, <clears throat> an armored vehicle that Victoria police purchased back in 2017. We have a $320,000 armored vehicle on the Victoria police force for all the 320 grand. Yeah, for all the the riots we have to deal with here. Yeah, but I'm like, that's 320 grand. That's 320 thousand dollars we could put into creating a video series 
specifically directed at the elderly to educate them mm-hmm. on how to spot scams. Yeah. Like seriously, they could put some money into some video production and say, let's educate the older generation mm-hmm. about how to spot a scam. Yeah. This is, an, like, I, I, this is an idea. Let's make this. Yeah. Let's, we should do Come this. Come on, Vic Be- PD. Because like, fuck, you and I could smell one a mile away. Mm-hmm. Like that, oh, like the, C- oh, the CRA um, uh, email comes in and it says, you're going to get this money. No, we're not. Yeah. Because the only time the government ever contacts you is with through a, mail. Well, it, no, like the, not, not even mail. Like I get emails, but I, it, it just says log into your account to see what we've sent you. Yeah. They send me electronic mail. Yeah. But I have to log into my own account to do it. So mm-hmm. it, but it, it, it doesn't say anywhere on the, on the thing, click here to log in. Yeah. It doesn't. It just goes log into your, 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 my account for individuals. Yeah. Your CRA account. So let's ed- like, fuck, let's educate everybody on this. Everybody yeah. should know this. We should all know that may the, the grammar in this email is really bad. It's a scam. Yep. The, the improper use of word. It's a scam. This is wrong. Them saying they're the CRA, but yep. the email not being CRA.gov. Yes. Scam. If there's like 800 dots and some weird characters in the email heading, it's probably bad. Like, yep. Man, yeah, because a lot of people get scammed out of their money, and I think we just need He's to. So we should be educating people on how to spot this shit. Yeah, because it's just it's not cool. Also, speaking of scams and huh. fronts, um, I follow this Instagram page that is like local memes, so memes specifically catered to people who live in like Sydney, is that Victoria. Sydney by the meme? Yeah, it was this meme of this police officer dancing, and the caption was, "When the RCMP." <laughs> busts a big drug ring at Harrow's and stops uh, stops policing the rolling stops at Rest Haven. And I was like, what? And I looked into it, and there was a big busted up drug ring recently. At Harrow's? Um, a Sydney business and a Victoria business. <gasps> was it Dickens? No. Because it, it was there. But... Like Sydney by the meme said, Harrow's. The news sites aren't saying which Sydney business, but Harrow's is closed now. Yeah, Harrow's has been closed since last December. So for six months. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't be Harrow's. It would be uh, the guy that owns 10 acres. Yeah. And that's not open though, because no. they were doing renos and then COVID hit. And I don't think they've. No. They so they were. Like April or May. So the news site was just saying Sydney business. So maybe the pier in general, because. They're in the either way. Yeah, but that that like I worked there. I worked there for oh yeah four months. There was no. It was a hotel. It's a hotel with a spa and a gym and a restaurant and a lounge. Apparently, in a Sydney business, cocaine, fentanyl, and lots of cash was seized. Well, I used to sell because I used to sell weed brownies out of there. But I think that was the only <laughs> drug activity going on. I'd be like those cooks, like, hey Jeff, got any brownies? Yeah, I'll bring some tomorrow. It's legal now. <laughs> yeah, and um. Yeah, I don't had never uh, don't really feel like it would be Harrow's just because it's Harrow's is no longer Harrow's and they would have busted it before December. But they're and somewhere every, in Sydney. Yeah, everyone that worked there. That's funny. What, I know. What, what business would it, it would be like a coffee shop or a okay, Alexander? There are a lot of bookstores. Tea. There's a lot of bookstores. <laughs> no, it's not in the tea. It's in the books themselves. The yeah. books are actually there's no pages. They're just hollowed out and full of drugs. Oh my god, full of cocaine and where would fentanyl. I where would I find the drug section? <laughs> right <laughs> over there. <laughs> where oh. where would I check out the book Scarface? You're just looking at like ooh F. They pull out one. It's like just book full of fentanyl. And it's like C book full of cocaine. You fucking drop it. Yeah, you're like shit, shit. Run. Where were the books? <laughs> That's crazy. Drug busts, eh? 
Oh, did I ever tell you about the time that I was listening? Because as everyone is well aware, I've talked about it so many times on the podcast. Um, when I was driving and I was listening to a movie soundtrack, I almost got run off the road at a merge and it was in perfect timing with this song. And it was the most intense fucking drive I've ever had in my entire life. What was the song? Um, Anakin versus Obi-Wan. When they're fighting on Mustafar and I'm like coming on the merge from um, McTavish and this like white Mustang is like in the right lane and like matching my speed and will not let me in or move over. So I run off like the merge path and like into, you know, the ditch area. And that was at the beginning of the song. And then (laughs) it uh, timed up. So I get back on the highway and the music's just like, and I'm like speeding up, like matching the speed limit. And I decide right then and there, I'm going to follow this person. Oh, I got it. Yeah, what were you fishing out? I don't know what that is, but it was annoying as fuck. <laughs> That's right. a good feeling when you're like, oh. yes. Ah, it's like a popcorn kernel, but it was. Oh, I had pe- I had leftover pizza earlier. Oh, this is a little piece of the pizza crust yeah. or something. Sorry. That's okay. Um, but yeah, I decided to like follow them and be like, do you not know how to drive? Like, what the fuck? Or just see like what they looked like or like. What they were doing, what was so important. The drive-by glance. Yeah, so they turn off into Sydney, and they, like, looped into a hotel, and they park. So I, like... They're running drugs to the bookstore. Yeah, if this is, like, them, and they're parked like this, I, like, drive my car and, like, block it so they can't leave. And I, like, they get out, and I roll down my window, and I was like, so... You do know what you did was incredibly unsafe, right? Like, you literally ran me off the road. Meanwhile, my car is still like, da, 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 da. Yeah. And, like, these guys are probably like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm just like, you you ran me off the road. You're supposed to move over if you can. If not, you're supposed to give a buffer and let the person merging in. Like, are you stupid or just inconsiderate and rude? And like, they apologized and like, I left and it was like, and I was like, how do I become a ball? It's nice that you got an apology out of them. Most people would have been like, fuck you. Yeah. Cause most people are just idiots on the road. Yeah. I've been fortunate. I haven't been driving that much. It's been nice. It's been very nice. I haven't had to deal with idiots. Nice. Today, yeah, yeah, today driving on the way over here, I decided to, I spit on the mic. I decided. Droplets. (laughs) (laughs) I decided to listen to the soundtrack again because that's the movie we're doing. Episode 100. Cheers. Cheers to episode 100. This is pretty cool. I was just thinking about this the other day because a comic in town, Dan Duvall, I was chatting with him because he's got. Uh, podcaster, a uh, po- podcast called The Hate Locker. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to hear a really funny podcast with a couple of uh, comics in town, yeah. it's, just co- it's a comic and his sister, and they bring on guests, usually comics. They're, I've, I've listened to a few episodes. They're pretty funny. Oh. So I was chatting with him, just asking him how he promoted and stuff, and he mm-hmm. says, um, he's going to listen to our podcast. And I said, yeah, man, we got a, a, coming wow. up on 100 episodes. He's like, that's a lot. I'm like, dude, we don't fuck around. Yeah. We started, we were doing three a week there when, yeah. when I started this. I think you jumped on. 
episode 20-something, so fuck, you've been with me for the long haul. Mm-hmm. 75 episodes or so. Yeah, That's yeah. That's pretty cool. 100 episodes. I know. Well, we you made can, it. You could listen to us for over four days straight. Yeah. I was thinking about that today yeah. as I was going to the beer store. I'm like, four days. You can switch it on. Whoa. Four days plus. Because we have over 96 hours. We have over 100, easily over 100 hours of material That's online so right now. Cool. That's wild. That's the most I've ever done of anything yeah. that's not like a job. Because mm-hmm. like drumming, when I had the drum kit, I was drumming, I think I drummed like 30-some hours. It's actually quite a bit. Yeah. Now if I just focus, I took the drum kit home on purpose because I need to focus that time and energy on something else, <laughs> whether it's editing or writing or whatever, or just mm-hmm. something. Because I'm like, oh, that's a lot of time. I could have been doing a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm going to start approaching things like that, going... Mm. How much time over the next two, three months can, can I, I put, put into this? this? I still want to learn piano. I busted out my keyboard. Yeah, you should. My keyboard sucks. Mm-hmm. I went to my friend Blake's place the other day, and he's got a, a piano in his living room. He doesn't play it. It's his, what? It's his roommate's, the house owner. <gasps> and I just sat down, and I started playing. The only thing I can play coherently is... Um, Chopsticks. No, Mad World. What? Wow. I can do both hands, and I can do the the second part, and I'm just, I was just learning the... Like the lyrics, but on the keys. So I can play that. And he's like, wow, like that's pretty good. But then I just started going like, boom, just improv and shit. And he's like, that's pretty good. I'm like, this feels so good to play an actual piano with the weighted keys. And you, it just feels nice and it feels elegant. And then I play my $100 keyboard. I'm like, this thing's a plastic piece of shit. Just wanted to throw it out the window. As soon as I started playing, I was like, ugh. Ugh, it's gross. Turn my nose up a bit. Well, it's not a full like eighty-eight key yeah. keyboard either. I think it's like sixty something. So it's just it's not the it's not the same. You can't get the same sound out of it. The only thing I can play on like a piano is Jurassic Park. <laughs> do, 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 do that really? Or mm. like mm, like the oh all right, yeah. um, so Star Wars. So we had originally planned uh, the okay. next episode's going to be Cliffhanger. Yes. And if you haven't seen it, check out the Cliffhanger versus Ace Ventura mashup I made. Mm-hmm. It's on the Real Garbage YouTube page and my personal Jeff O'Larnick <laughs> YouTube page. But uh, yeah, we were going to do Cliffhanger, and then we were drunk and then I last was Friday like, at the bar, and you're like, let's do, we haven't done any Star Wars. Yeah, let's do the best Star Wars prequel. It was. This one absolutely was. because I, whoa, so this, yeah, I love this one. Well, it got a 80% from Rotten Tomato critics. Oh, and, and hey, hmm. this is how they rate. So we talked about <gasps> the last you, episode. I wrote it down. Go. There are seven criteria for rating movies, according to the critics. Okay. Directing, mm-hmm. writing, mm-hmm. cinematography. So far, these three are all P- uh, Jackson, George Lucas. Yeah, editing, mm-hmm. acting, mm-hmm. production design. Mm-hmm. And there's no seventh. I only wrote down six. I don't know why I said seven. But we, okay. pre- we pretty much... Talk about all those. Yes. We pretty much rate movies the same way. We just put weirder ratings Yes, at the end, which are way better, I think. Yep, 100%. Like, who wants to hear six out of ten? I'd rather yeah. hear six raviolis out of ten bowls of lasagna. Yeah. Just makes more sense Come to on, me. Come on, Rotten Tomatoes. Get your shit together, God. RT. Yeah. So, you uh, yeah, you said let's do episode three, and I was like, yes. okay, cool. Because this one by far is like... The most recognizable of the prequels, you know, like 
you have Phantom Menace and you have Attack of the Clones, but like all of the iconic like quotes that like people think of or talk about like and excluding the original trilogy because that's its own separate yeah. rating that's system. That's its own book. Yes. Like, that's fellowship right there. Yes. Um, but all of the like quotes and like emotions and feelings and lines and dialogue come from episode three. You know, like well, it, ironic. It, it ties the story together, the entire so story together. Well, it has the least annoying characters mm-hmm. from the first three. There's mm-hmm. no Jar Jar Binks. There's no young Anakin. Yep. There's just monotone Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, Christensen. Yeah. I don't know why I think I'm Robertson. I'm getting. I think I'm getting him Pattinson. and Pattinson. Yeah, Robert. Pa- God. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Christensen and <laughs> Hayden Pattinson are in this new movie. Um. And it to me when I watched it, I thought this is pretty cool because this is like the intro introduction of Vader, and you yes. really see where where Darth, Darth becomes Darth Vader yeah. and just loses Anakin. And it's a full like story arc. It's not, you know, with you know episode one and episode four. Those are like the start of the story, and then episode five and two, like that's the middle the middle ground Mm. and then revenge of the Sith and return of the Jedi. Like those are the climaxes of both sagas relative to their time periods. However, roast me. I, (laughs) I think that the ending of this one is far more like dark and poignant than the ending of return of the Jedi return of the Jedi is a happier ending. It's all the conflict is resolved. The Death Star 2 gets destroyed. Vader kills Palpatine and sacrifices himself to save his son. Whereas the ending of this one is all bleak. Anakin loses everything. He's molded and turns into Darth Vader. The Jedi are almost completely obliterated. There's no conflict resolved. It all starts like... It's so much more. Well, it's it's because intense. It, they had to do that though. He well, couldn't yeah. have, couldn't have a happy ending because it was the oh, middle of no. a middle of a really long story. Yeah. So I thought I'm glad they did that. I'm glad they didn't just make it like a oh let's tidy this up nice mm-hmm. and neat and make people feel good about themselves. It's like yep. no, you should feel shitty at the end of this. Yeah. And, and then you go do. wait no it gets better after this. Okay, yeah. Good. Because it yeah. Um, well, I, okay, but I didn't praise it. I didn't want to praise it because I'm like, well, I still got to make fun of it a little bit. I did. Did you? I made fun of it, but I did praise it. Okay, good. This is like all I did. I just tried to write down as much uh, shitty stuff as I could. This was 15 years ago. I know. That's wild. Oh, five. I'm like, I was in, still living in Medicine Hat when this came out, which is crazy. Just That feels like ages ago. I was in Alberta, and I remember this was the first movie in theaters I saw where I felt like I wasn't a kid. Hmm. You know, like when I saw Lord of the Rings and fellow, like I saw Fellowship in theaters because that one was like more happy. There were like little scary parts. And then I didn't see Two Towers or Return of the King in theaters because those were deemed like too much, which is fair because in 2001, two and three, I was six, seven and eight. Um, well, you watch them now. Like I've thrown on, there'd be days where you ever have those days where you're just at home. And you're like, Oh, I don't know what to watch. And you just spend an hour going through Netflix and you start moving. You're like, Nope. Yeah. Another one. Nope. Every, every time 
I'll throw on Fellowship and be like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. I can watch this. And you throw on the two towers, you're like, oh, I'm already depressed. Right. And then Return of the King, you're like, oh my God, I'm even more depressed. And then at the end, you're like, you bow to no I just, I think those movies, that trilogy in particular, I just, I can't, I can't do it again. I don't think I'm ever going to do it again. I'm never going to watch the whole thing to completion. Oh my God. I'm I not. watch it to completion every time I go on a vacation. I can't. I start it when I get to the airport and then I watch it on planes and then I watch it that first night at the hotel and then I break it up and I watch it when I'm getting ready for bed and in bed at the hotel. And then by the, by return of the King, I end up like finishing it when I land at home. Mm -hmm. Like I, I either do Lord of the Rings when I travel or when I'm sick or uh, Jurassic park. Hmm. See, I, I did The Hobbit. I did that because we were talking about The Hobbit. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was meant to bring that up on an episode. When we did Gaudy, I was going to bring it up. I totally forgot. I watched it before we did Gaudy, and I was like, okay, it's cool. It was cool because my big problem with it was all the shit they added in. Oh, yeah. And they still, I, I still think they could have done it without adding all that extra stuff in mm -hmm. and just totally. making it two, three-hour-long movies. Yep. But whatever. Um, but I think the only time I could do Lord of the Rings front to back, again, is if it was like if I were home in Manitoba, and stuck in a snowstorm, mm. and there was nothing else to watch. I mean, <laughs> sure, I'll watch Lord of the Rings. Why not? I don't know. Maybe there'll be a day I get really high on mushrooms or yeah, acid or you're something. Like, let's, like, let's go. Fucking go to Middle Earth, man. <laughs> Woo. Star Wars holds just a dear, like just as dear place in my heart as Lord of the Rings. However, because it is, it was six now ten movies of lore because you have the original trilogy the prequels the sequels and then rogue one and solo 11 movies 11 movie. fuck it's so much more time consuming oh yeah so much more because I, I i don't know i think as i get older i can't do i can't just sit and binge stuff like if you're 25 mm -hmm. i could do that in my 20s no problem <laughs> sit and just watch like the last time i watched the office front to back was november 2017. It was the first time I ever watched it, actually. I'm rewatching it right now because you were playing it oh, the see? last few times. Well, I, I do that because I'm like, Mash, I know she likes the office. I'll throw, I'll throw the office on. Yeah. Because usually I'm like listening to Rogan, but it's playing on my t on my computer and it's just weird when you hear something, but you can't see it. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I just, I can't, I'm too ADD as an Fair. adult. I'm just like, I can't sit here too long and focus on one thing. You know what I read the other day? Side note, I read, I don't know if this is true or not. This could just be like internet bullshit, but I read that the people who rewatch the same movies and TV shows over and over again are the people with like some sort of anxiety because they know how it ends and they take like comfort and like enjoying it, oh, but yeah. knowing how it ends. And I'm like, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> See, I do it with movies. I'll watch the same. Like, I hate that I've, that I've watched the Marvel movies a lot. Mm -hmm. There, I watched Avengers: Infinity War three times in the last year. Oh yeah, three, three times, at least three times. I probably watched it a fourth time mm -hmm. earlier this year, and then Endgame twice, at least. Yeah, probably twice. I just watched Iron Man 3 the other day. I just watched Iron Man 1 oh. like a month ago. I remember watching that in social studies class one time. It social was studies. Because it was like the end of the year. All the exams were done. Basically, the last like few days of classes were do whatever the fuck you want. There's no homework anymore. All the exams are done. So just watched Iron Man in social studies. Oh, okay. I was like, that does like, we were learning about... <laughs> 
stuff. Like, <laughs> graduated 20 years the ago. The Alberta Social. education system. Well, it was Manitoba. It was pretty weak. It was pretty, like, I remember doing, I, I, I bet you if somebody were to put Mr. Campbell's blank, fill in the blank, test sheets in front of me right now, all of them, mm-hmm. I could probably get a 5 out of 10 on most of them. This was crazy. This was my, my uh, history class. Would, I think I think it was actually social studies, though, which was weird. Yeah. He would just be like, fill a pass, take one and pass them back. It was just fill in the blank sheets for the first half hour of every class out of like a 45-minute class. Just fill in, the, fill in the blanks. Do the sheets. We'd always just go, do the sheets. That was our running joke with him. Do the sheets. <laughs> just don't ask questions. Do the sheets. I'm like, oh, okay, this is your teaching method. Like, then now as I get older, I'm like, that smart, yeah. lazy teacher. That's repetitive. It gets it in your brain. Well, Writing stuff down, well, you get it in there. I mean, there. for him, he just mailed it in. Oh, he yeah. He was useless. <laughs> he just spent, his, here's his work day, in the morning, just fucking printing out fucking blank <laughs> sheets. Shows up for every class, fill in the blanks, do the sheets, sat at his desk, eight hours, just doing that. I don't, really, I don't remember him teaching us anything. It was just the fucking sheets. Read the book, do the sheets. <laughs> Like if you just think about that, think about your teachers yeah. and which ones were really engaging and loved their job, and which other ones just fucking didn't care. We actually had a science teacher who was amazing. Mm. Um, he was a drunk, though. We found out. Oh my god! Oh yeah, he would like leave. We knew he lived forty-five minutes away. Mm-hmm. Lunch was an hour. He would leave in his car and come back half an hour later. We're like, uh, we're in Forest, Manitoba, which is in the country. The nearest town is that way. Eight mm-hmm. kilometers. He'd go the other way. Hmm. Half an hour, then come back. Either he was banging somebody or he was drinking <laughs> in his car. Or both. Figured, well, yeah. Figured he was drinking in his car. Yeah. Which made him an awesome teacher. That guy was like fucking engaged. He was science. It's like he would act out covalent and ionic bonding. What? It was amazing. He'd be like, <gasps> you got one electron over here going, hey, buddy, can I borrow this? And the other electron's going, um, I don't think so, bro. Blah, 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 blah. He would act out the ball. It was, it was, it was. Whoa. I, I wish. I wish we had cameras back then, so I would have videotaped that. It was amazing. Yeah. I anyway, remember. We're, we're, oh. Sorry. We're getting... Okay. Hang on. We're 30, 31 minutes into this. We haven't even <laughs> talked about the movie. Let's talk about Star Wars. Yeah. So this one... Takes place... Um, in a galaxy far, far away, right? Duh. Yeah. Duh. Um, I forgot the number in the trivia, but it's one of two numbers. This movie either takes place three years after the Clone Wars or five. I'm pretty sure it's five. Hmm. Um... Grievous hasn't aged at all, so. No, because he's a cyborg. Why is he always coughing? Uh, fun fact, that, that was. Weed. Okay, I actually know this. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I, fuck. I should have known you had an answer. Yeah. Okay, so he coughs really fucking hard because mm-hmm. he got into a fight with Mace Windu, and Mace Windu with the Force, because uh, he's a cyborg, like crushed his oh. chest paneling, and that's why he wheezes and has trouble breathing fun fact the cough in the movie is george lucas's cough because he was sick in real life when this was filming so every time you hear like that's george lucas cough is gross um but but that's why later on in the movie when obi-wan like grabs at his chest panel he like goes from just like fighting with him to actually like fuck you oh because a jedi already fucked him up I have so many, like, I have so many qualms with, because uh, right off the bat, they're fighting on some planet. They're trying to f- rescue the Chancellor because he's been kidnapped. They're fighting in space. They're not on a planet. Well, no. No. Here's my question then. Are they in an atmosphere or are they above the atmosphere in they're space? Ab- they're be- ab- Because when they, they blow up one of the ships and all of a sudden the thing starts going, 
turning sideways and gravity kicks in, mm. why aren't they floating? Okay, that's a good point. That is a great point because you see underneath them, there's something. It's almost like they're they're above some sort of like city or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're above a planet. And they're in al- space. And also, uh, how the hell do Jedi jump out of ships in space? Because I'm pretty sure they leave their ship at one point Mm-mm. in outer space. They don't? No. General Grievous, oh, no, like, the, busts the, the window open, and then G- Grievous flies out to escape, and they're hanging on, and then the metal closes the door, and then they're fine. Like, I'm talking about the actual physics of how <sighs> Jedi and Sith move. Oh! It get, the acrobatics, ju- is get, mm-hmm. it just gets out of control in these first three. Yeah. Like, out of control. Like, they're jumping 40 feet mm-hmm. across a room and doing a spin with two flips. Why? Like, what's the point of that? Like, this is so much unnecessary acrobatic... In, yeah. the, in these movies, in this movie particular. That's, where yeah. Where I just went, Ugh. Or like things where they jump, but they're they're just like, they're jumping out of the way of 14 droids shooting at them and they're hitting a wall, but they're just landing perfectly and they're avoiding everything. It's like, you've got so much shit flying at you. How are you, how do you, okay, I understand the force is powerful, but I'm like, is it, you can see every single fucking thing coming at you. No. There's another thing I was pointing because out, like, I wanted to point out because like, this war, th- th- that's another thing about these first three movies is that the wars are so freaking busy Mm -hmm. there's so much going on you can't like it's hard to focus on what they want you to focus on yeah there's like you know people fighting over here and fighting over here it's like well how do they how do they have so much freedom to just be two ships just flying around here and nobody's really fucking with them a couple of droids will fuck with them but i'm like why aren't these gigantic ships around them just going hey hone in on those two we know they're that that they're jedi and just annihilating them they're not honing in on I get into this in way more depth later on, but they're not honing in, honing in on Anakin and Obi-Wan specifically because from like the day he was born, the chancellor has been watching, planning and mm. grooming Anakin to be his apprentice. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't ever order like attack them try to kill them with deadly force and he wouldn't do that with obi-wan because he knows anakin's relationship with obi-wan is like this at the time so if he if he ordered um it would ruin his plan exactly okay that i didn't really think of that as soon as you started saying i was like oh yeah fucking chancellor was on there Mm -hmm. and he wants to save him and corrupt him yeah so he fights dooku dooku (laughs) i was like i want to bust that out And he just, yeah, he's pretty, kills him pretty easily. He's just like, do it, do it. Okay. Listen to that snap. Yeah, side note, do it. Um, Everyone who's watching, look up Game Grumps Animated, do it, part one, two, and three. It's literally, the. it's so funny. The Game Grumps are talking about Palpatine being like, do it. And then (laughs) they're like, what would Palpatine say? Screw it. Yeah. I knew it. Blew it. You're choking on food. Chew it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. And then there's one point when um, they're ki- like killing off the buzz droids, and R2's like, R2. I make that sound when I'm driving on the highway and pissing rain because my car is like so light that if it's windy, it's <laughs> moving on the highway. And I'm just like, here we go. This is where the fun begins. So you drive a little Yaris. Is yeah. It Yaris? Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, they kill him. They go back. 
Oh, yeah. I love this one point. There's like one line that Obi-Wan drops. It's like, how did this happen? We're smarter than yeah. this. I'm like, what? Yeah, you are. You there's, are yeah. there's also another line when they're in the elevator and Obi-Wan's like, did you push the button? And Anakin's like, no, did you? I'm like, obviously he didn't or he wouldn't be asking you, George Lucas, you're better than this. Write better. Oh, why'd they give R2 the loudest? Okay, why'd they have to give him a communicator in the first place? I know. He's a robot. He's a droid. Yeah. He can just, he has, has to have his own built-in communications. Like, they, I think they should be able to talk back and forth. Can they not? He should. But they're like, here, R2, take this. And they give him this giant. And he's like, R2, start the elevator. We need to go up. Hey, what's that? Hey, shut it's up. It's nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you stupid droid. That, I'm just, okay, you're adding some comedy to it. But he's like, and he's like, puts it in his like shirt pocket. Mm-hmm. And just mu- and it muffles it. I'm like, what are you, what are you made of? You're made of steel. Yeah, some sort like of how does it adamantium? Mu- <laughs> Why did it muffle it? Why did yeah. you just go totally quiet? Yeah, you're a sealed fucking unit. You can uh, exist in space and water. Like yeah. So then physics, logic, Star Wars logic. He like cuts off Dooku's hands and he has them cross lightsabers, about to kill him. And like already, Palpatine can sense that like Anakin's ready to be like molded into going to the dark side. And he's like, do it, kill him. And then he does. And that's what like, that's the triggering point where Anakin starts his descent. It's all downhill from there. And then I found it really interesting. I hadn't realized this before until I started watching with the subtitles and like analyzing it. So Anakin's like, I shouldn't have done that. It's not the Jedi way. Like, fuck. And Palpatine says he was too dangerous to be kept alive. And Anakin says, basically, yeah, but it's not the Jedi way. And later on, Mace Windu says that to Anakin about Palpatine. Yeah. He's about to kill him. And Anakin's like, he needs, he has the right to a fair trial. He needs to stand trial. And Mace Windu's like, he's too dangerous to be kept alive. And then Anakin was like, no. And sides with Palpatine. Like, the parallel is Mm. like... So clever and interesting. It is actually like you can see it at that point, like how his mind went from no, like I shouldn't have done that to he's not too dangerous to be kept alive. I'm with him. Yeah, it's just easier to be evil. Yeah. Well, not because because he was doing what he what he felt was right. He's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. evil feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they return to wherever they're returning to, and they bring him back. They're uh, at Coruscant. Anakin does not sound impressed at all. When she says she's pregnant? He's like, oh. That's. What? That's awesome. This is the greatest day of my life. Yeah. I'm like, wow. you. No, he was not feeling it at first. Well, it's funny that she doesn't really clue in. Like, Like later on when he's like, oh, he killed younglings. She's like, I don't believe you at all. It's like, have you not seen the signs of him turning into a dark piece of shit? Come on. Wake up. And also, I would like to point out that after she tells him she's pregnant, the next scene is, like, I'm jumping ahead a bit. The next scene is her in a nightgown, and she looks seven months pregnant. You're telling me he did not feel that when he hugged her. And she just... She's like, suck it in, suck it in. She's like, oh, my God, I had so much food at dinner. Uh." Yeah. 
the but, dialogue between between those no, two was like painful to yeah, watch. Yeah, George, it's it was honestly like George Lucas has never seen an authentic like healthy, happy interaction between a couple yeah. at all. Like this, it was so weird. Just that his Hayden Christensen, like I, I, I can see why his career didn't explode after yeah. being in Star Wars because he was just he's not an engaging actor. He's not fun to watch. You should watch him in um, Factory Girl. Is it good? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe I'll give it a try. So yeah, apparently it was supposed to be revealed that Dooku orchestrated the Tusken Raiders ki- to kidnap, torture, and kill Shmi Skywalker, setting off like Anakin down the path of like being afraid of death. It's a pretty fucking. He's playing chess, not checkers. This Palpatine guy. Oh. You bet your bottom dollar I'm going to get into it. I have seven pages of notes, and most of them is about Palpatine's master plan. Holy shit. Seven pages. Yeah. Your pages are smaller than mine. I got three. Yeah. Um, Yeah, three. Also, I just made, like, a little note how Anakin, when they land back on Coruscant after uh, killing Dooku, but uh, Grievous escaping, how, like, weird it was seeing Anakin talking to General Organa, knowing that his daughter that he has no idea is going to exist gets adopted by him. Oh, that's the connection. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I was wondering, I'm like, Organa, why is he such a big name? Yeah. Because <laughs> him and his wife adopted Leia Organa. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Right. Interesting. And that's why they adopted Leia and not Luke, because they could, like, change her last name hmm. and further keep them separated and not knowing that a uh padme had a baby but two babies hmm. yeah he comes back finds out that she's pregnant he's disappointed blah 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 and also how does the jedi council not know that anakin and padme are married let alone like seeing each other well, i think some of them do like yeah uh, obi-wan yeah seems to know. yeah but he's like i ain't gonna do shit be happy so he gets assigned to the council he's he's Bitchy, oh my, because he's not a master. Yeah, like, and oh. he's like, How can I be on the Jedi Council and not be a master? What the fuck? What the fuck, bro? Like, Relax, you big baby. Yeah. So then he goes to this ball, or this, I don't know, it's not a ball, it's like some weird It's an show. opera. It's an opera. Okay. I saw some, uh, I must say, I saw some nice, uh, some nice alien titties in the yeah. white dress walking up the stairs there. Doth plagueish the wise. Smart fucking Chancellor is pretty sneaky bastard here. Implying, yeah, he's implying to Anakin. That there was once a Sith Lord who could create life and prevent death, which is like the hook for Anakin. Was it Darth? Darth Plagueis the Wise. So yeah, now we're 50 minutes in. We got the Wookiee planet war. Kashyyyk? Kashyyyk. Yeah. I heard heard a Tarzan yell in there somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently they were going to have a little cameo of 10-year-old Han Solo on Kashyyyk with Chewbacca. the four-hour version? Yeah. Um, and this movie takes place 19 years before A New Hope. 19 years. Yeah. Which is really wild to think about because in this movie, mm. Anakin is supposed to be 19 oh, or 20. That, yeah, that makes sense because Luke and Leia are babies. Yeah. So when they're born in this one, so that means Luke and Leia are also 19 to 20 years old when they start their journey, just like Anakin was with this. Like, hmm. Parallels. I guess you could, ah, oh, man, did, did. What's his name? Uh, Palpatine? No, the Anakin. guy who played Luke Skywalker. Oh, Ham- Hamill. Mark Hamill. Hamill. Did Mark Hamill look 19 in that movie? Mm. Not really. Before he got into his car accident and his face was a little disfigured. Oh, kinda. yeah. He's so good. Um, but, okay, so this is where 
Like this opera is where we see how like deceitful and conniving and calculated oh, yeah. Palpatine is because I just wrote uh, sneaky chancellor playing mind games. Yeah. Well, not just that Darth Plagueis, the wise was um, Palpatine's Sith master. Oh. He he was the apprentice to Plagueis, and he's the one who killed him in his sleep. So when he was like, ironic, he could not prevent his own death or save himself from his own death. And he shows this little sly smile. He killed him after learning everything that Plagueis taught him. Hmm. Oh, yeah, BB. Get ready. <laughs> okay, so Obi-Wan is now going to find Grievous. Shows up at this, uh, who's, who's he meeting? The, the, weird, the weird face. Why uh, do you know all these names? I can't remember that guy's name, but the planet they're on is Utapau. Utapau. Okay, so he's like, yo, Grievous showed up this day, blah, blah, blah. They're blah, holding us hostage. Give him uh, the loudest four-legged lizard yeah, they possibly like, could. Bah! Okay, I need something. To, I'm going in by myself. I got to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's half velociraptor, half four-legged something. <laughs> Is it quiet? Not, Not at all. Not at all. Not They're going to hear you from a mile away. You're fucked. But it will be quiet when you decide to go up into the rafters and, yep. and spy and on Grievous. And on them. And then the most iconic, memeiest of memes. Hello there. General Kenobi. I don't see that. What? What? That's like, oh my God. If you're on Reddit... I'm you, not. I've never gone on Reddit. Oh, I, it's like everyone says it's the front page of the internet. I, I know that, but I'm just not. A, I don't like logging oh. to Reddit every day. I should, should, but I know I'll get sucked down a rabbit hole. And I don't That's have. That's true. I don't have time. But like the like the biggest, the three biggest memes from this movie on r slash prequel memes are do it and hello there and this will make a fine addition to my collection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got four lightsabers. That's just cheap. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, it's unfair. And do you want to know why he can lightsaber duel? It's because when he became a cyborg, he was injected with the blood of a Jedi, and blood has midichlorians in it, so that's why he can... Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of curious about why he was so good with those things. Yep. Because yeah. Dooku trained him, and he had the midichlorians in him from the blood transfusion. Interesting. <laughs> Mitochlorians. Mitochlorians. Ah, he's got that mitochlorians yeah. in him, the blood. He's got <laughs> full of mitochlorians from the Jedi. The Force droplets. I don't think that's how it works. The guy doesn't sound smart enough. He doesn't sound British enough. Yeah. He's got the droplets. <laughs> but when General Kenobi and Grievous were fighting, that ship behind them looked so fake. It pained me. Watching it, I was like... That's a toy. That's a CGI toy. Well, again, like this is this is what I was talking about earlier. Like, cause like a, a war break. This is like the war between the the, the clone. Like, who's fighting here? I don't even know. Okay, so the clones, but the clones are they're good guys at this point. Good guys. Yeah, they're good guys yeah. in waiting. Um. F also, fun fact: the clones are all cloned from Boba Fett. Mm. Um. Okay, come on. Okay, no. When Not I that far when off I started the story here, <laughs> when I, <laughs> I do have Star Wars tattoos. That's true. I do know some stuff. <laughs> I'm saying that because when I started watching it, my brain was still in work mode, and like in the very opening scene, you see like guy that looks like Boba Fett, a clone, and then yeah. the same guy behind him, and without even thinking and like realizing, I was like, "Are they twins?" <laughs> 
And Brandon just looked at me and he was like, It's like, where were you? Are you fucking two? kidding? And I was like, Right, right. Don't I, roast me, please. I did the same thing for a second. I went, Hey, they looked, oh, yeah, that's right. They're yeah, all I was like, guy. Are they twins? They're all clown from one guy. <laughs> um, okay, so this, so um, Obi Wan disarms Grievous, mm-hmm. chops off two of his hands or whatever. Why wouldn't he pick up another lightsaber? You got the force, just be like, and get it, and then you're like, bam, even playing field, bitch. Yeah. But he doesn't. Like, there's just things like that. Like, this is like the, the Jedi logic that I'm just like, why wouldn't you just do this or do that? If you can, if you can pull a giant spaceship onto somebody, just do it all the time. Yeah. Like, do it all. That's like, a good point. Use more of your environment to fight with. I just that's the one thing that just it annoys me with these movies. I love these movies. I love yeah. these movies. To death. Yeah. But it annoys me when I'm like, why couldn't you just do that in the first place? Or That's do this, or, or pull them off their feet, or trip them. Like sweep the leg with the, with the force. Like use that. Why can't you use the force to just push the lightsabers out of their hands? Because I'm sure he's not pay att- paying attention. To be like, ha! I, I'm gonna get him now. He's never gonna get me. You're not like thinking, yeah, he's never gonna get me. I better hold on to these lightsabers really tight in case he tries to use the force to get him out of my hands. Like, yeah, that's what I would do. I'd be trying to disarm everybody immediately. Unless that's like part of the Jedi training where they're like, all right, today's class yeah, is maybe. keeping your grip on your lightsaber. Actually, probably. Because the lightsaber is like that sacred tool to the Jedi well, and I the think, Sith. I think Lucasfilms, the next, the next thing they should make is like a short, maybe just a YouTube Jedi series. training Jedi program. training. Yeah. Just yeah. let us know. This is what they'd learn. Yeah. This is what, this is what you learn. You answer questions like this. Um, and then while that's happening, Anakin is talking to the Chancellor about how the Jedi want him to spy on him and yeah. he's going to arrest him. And then he reveals that he's the Sith Lord. It's an hour and five minutes into the movie. Yeah. So exactly halfway. halfway. This movie. And he says to Anakin, like the power to save Padme, like he knows exactly what's going on and that's what catches Anakin. And he's like, what? And then that's what gets in his head. And then he goes and tells Mace Windu and Mace Windu's like, okay, if this is true, you've gained my trust. And Anakin wants to go with him, and he's like, nah, bitch. So Anakin goes to the Jedi Temple, and there's this really interesting scene that happens, and it's at 109, and Anakin is looking out at the Coruscant skyline, and he has a perfect view to, like, him and Padme's penthouse. And before he looks at that, Padme gets off the couch and she looks out her window and she gets this like look on her face like she's sensing something. And there's a hint that she's specifically force sensitive to Anakin or sensitive to like him. And then he gets up from sitting in the Jedi Temple and looks out at the skyline and is directly looking Hmm. at the direction of his and Padme's house. And she's doing the same thing, looking at the Jedi Temple. And it's this really like interesting unspoken moment. And he like sheds a tear and is upset because he's made his choice. He's like, I can sense her there. She's so close. I'm so close to getting the power to save her. I have to go stop Mace Windu from killing him or arresting him. And Mm. that's when he goes and gets in his ship and goes to Chancellor Palpatine's office. It's this like connection, like this intense one minute between them where that's where he makes his decision. Like my loyalty is with the person who can allegedly keep her safe. Hmm. Rather than just being with her and keeping her safe. Yeah. Uh, that's his downfall. Yeah. Like young love. So naive. Um, and then apparently like, um, throughout this next scene where Mace Windu and Palpatine are fighting, Ian McDermott, uh, the actor for Palpatine had laryngitis. 
So eventually after we'll we'll talk about the battle, but then when he speaks after, like that's really him, oh. like his raspiness. Blah blah blah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh I must say, you'd think that as powerful as a Jedi, um Darth Christensen is, he would have figured out that Palpatine was the Sith Lord a long time ago. True. Like, that's what I what confused me. was like, okay, you're young, but you're like the greatest Jedi yeah. ever so far. How the hell are you so stupid? But then that goes back to their, him and Padme's initial cringy conversation where, I'm so in love with you, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, so love's blinded you. Like, it has. His mm. love for her has blinded him to rationale, <laughs> to realizing that Palpatine's fucked. All he cares about is like saving her after I've, he has that dream. Like he probably has inklings that Palpatine's bad, but he doesn't give a shit because Palpatine can give him the resources to yeah, save her I life. Guess, I guess the, the hard part for me to believe in the whole thing was his love for her. Cause it was just so weak. Yeah. It was, oh my God. My love for you is yeah. stronger than anything in the world. Yeah. Like you're not convincing me, dude. No. Yeah. You're not convincing me at all. She's like, I'm pregnant. You're like, Oh, Great. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm, this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> so that so that just makes it hard to believe that he's blinded by love. I'm like, you don't even seem like you're in love. That's fair. And it is like are just if they had have got someone else to play, maybe they have they had got a different actor to play him. On it like might have been I don't more think that though, because I've seen other things he's in and he is a good actor. Well, I, I just think... mean well, did, did, did they make his character did they make him act like this? Act like a big, unbelievable, I'm not in love kind of big baby. like Maybe that, but also the things I've seen Hayden Christensen be in after this, he's been older. So I think like this was his mm. like breakout was role. Young and inexperienced. Then. Young and inexperienced. And he did not have the best director and writer behind him. The yeah. director, writer, producer, they yeah, were the all writing, the, the same was, person. Yeah. Oh, God, that's too much, too much work for one person. Yeah, so he he had to deal with, like, dialogue and a script that wasn't that great. He had to deal with bringing, like, the most iconic character in this universe yeah. that so has already been shown to life, and he's, like, 19 or 20 that's another this. thing. Like, Christ, they could have... There was a big selection of really talented actors in 2005. Like, yeah. I, they, they could have put anyone else in there yeah. who could have done a great job. That was my one I had. That was my big issue with him. Mm -hmm. But um, so, okay. So we kind of flash back and forth from Grievous fighting Obi-Wan. And, and then, this is another thing where I'm like, okay, are does your Jedi powers also make you invulnerable to getting hit by giant cyborg robots? Because if you get kicked yeah. or punched, this was like Shredder. Yeah. Getting roundhouse kicked by a 1,000 pound or 2,000 pound mm -hmm. robot's mech suit. It's a lot. It's gonna break some bones. Yeah, and he's getting like punched in the gut by Grievous, and he's getting thrown into walls yeah, and ships. And, and I'm like, if 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 you pushed me into this wall right now, it would hurt. Yeah, and this is like drywall. It's not metal. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, the Jedi do seem indestructible, and they do. I honestly well, don't have any trivia about that except for uh, Mace Windu's backup Jedi's in this next oh, scene. Oh yeah, who are the most useless Jedi ever? Yep. All of a sudden, Palpatine's like, you'd never take me alive. And like, and just, uh, boop, and this, boop. this again, jumps 30 feet across the room and goes, does a 720 spin. Yes. He looks like M. Bison flying across the fucking, <laughs> doing his spiral spear. 
I saw this. And then just, who then just goes, and stabs the first yeah. Jedi. He's like, oh, he's shit. Like, oh, and then turns and goes, boom, and stabs the next guy. I'm like, what were you doing? Yeah. He was getting murdered. Yeah. Pay attention. <laughs> that's How did they become a Jedi? That's one of the memes on prequel memes is... It, Brandon and I kill like kill ourselves laughing over this. It's what would you do if this guy, <laughs> this guy jumps, does a seven twenty spin from prone position, slapped a girl's ass. What are you gonna do? Stand there like a idiot, I guess. Yeah, I oh. wouldn't do shit. I'd be like, whoa, dude. No. So that yeah, that just blew me away. I was like, how yeah. how are you assigned? To be back like, up to Mace Windu. Yes. Yeah. You can't even like defend the first shot from an old man. Yeah. So that I found was just insane. But then, he, like, the weird thing about this movie and kind of the prequels in general <laughs> is me. something stupid as fuck like that will happen. But then, shortly after, <clears throat> it <Excuse me. laughs> like redeems itself with something really cool because that stupid shit happens. But then Mace Windu and Palpatine fighting is so good. Yeah. The choreography. And then Mace Windu like backhanding his lightsaber and the entire window breaks away. That was, I did like that. Like, like the fight sequences as outrageous as they beautifully were, choreographed. Were, were pretty sweet. Yeah. And this like the physics of the lightning. Ooh, the force lightning. Why? How is it? It's lightning, so uh-huh. it, it comes out in sheets. Yeah. Uh, how is it stoppable by a one single lightsaber? lightsaber? Well, the kyber Does the lightsaber use would like work like a magnet. Well, because it's not stopping it. It's like like reflecting the force lightning back onto Palpatine. That's why he's getting all decrepit and disgusting because his <sighs> force lightning is hitting himself. Because. But I mean, how how is the how is the lightsaber, which is just a beam of light? Well, it comes from it comes from a kyber crystal, which are like the most. Oh, you're getting right into this. Yeah, they're the most like strong weapon. Like, there's a reason Jedi Knights have them. It's because they're far more superior than guns. They can reflect rays of like guns being shot at them yeah, to well, another person well, and kill them. What I mean, them. though, like his lightning, his lightning isn't coming out in one direct line. Mm-hmm. It's going like this. Yes, but so, it's all being concentrated in one area. So why can't Palpatine just go, ha, and just angle it down? Because once he's being hit by the Force lightning, he's, like, stuck in this infinite loop. You've got a response for everything, don't you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, okay. So, yeah, it sucks the life out of him. And then Anakin makes the decision, like, he needs him and chops off Mace Windu's hands. And then he's like, unlimited power. (laughs) I thought at this point, I loved I was, like, laughing to myself. I played it over twice because... Palpatine sounds hammered. Yeah. In this scene, he's like, My apprentice, <laughs> rise, Darth Vader. I'm like, This guy sounds like he's fucking wasted. I know. And so the good. laryngitis. Uh, and then it's like, I like this. Good. The force is strong with you. Now go murder these children. Yeah. Like, wow. That's his first mission. Go murder these kids. To, like, prove he was committed to being the dark side. Damn. Like, even, like, you got to be really evil. Really evil to kill kids. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do you see my notes? They're giants. Jesus. Okay, so he, at this point, doing that to Mace Windu, A, Anakin's like, well, there's no going back. Killed a Jedi Master. But also... 
every single time he is tasked with doing something, killing younglings, killing the separatists, he is visibly upset by it. He is crying. He, it's like, he's still struggling because at this point he's not Darth Vader fully yet. Yeah. He's still Darth, wait, Darth the Skywalker. Yeah. Anakin. He's half and half. Like he's fighting with the good parts of him and the bad parts of him. And the only reason he's doing these things is because he's like, this is going to leave me, lead me to saving Padme. That's all I care about. Yeah. So like you can see he's still like visibly affected and upset by what he is doing, but he's like, I'm stuck. I have to do it. Like this is what I've chosen now. And, um, and then after, like, the younglings die... Um, are murdered. Yeah, are murdered. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. Um, they died of natural causes. Yeah. <laughs> really? They just got chopped in half by nothing? Yeah. Hmm. Um, His head fell off? I get it. Um, Palpatine calls a meeting and declares the Galactic Empire! And... Um, this is how democracy dies. Well, okay, fun fact. Um, of course, Padme, her hairpiece is the symbol of the Rebellion logo, signaling that she's the mother of the Rebellion because she gives birth to Leia and Luke, who are both the heads of the Rebellion against the Empire. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to put that picture up right now. Boom. Boom. Um, but <clears throat> then it's Execute Order Sithy 66. Sith? No, Sithy Sith. What? It's 66, but I say Sithy Sith because it's the same uh. thing. <laughs> Execute order 66. And then this, like the score to this, when they're killing all the Jedi and the clones are turning on them, the score is just like, I'm like watching that. I'm like, damn, like that would, I guess they're clones. They don't really have a lot of their um, own no. thought. And they're like, okay, it would help. But they killed one really hot green yeah, alien. But, yeah. Like, oh, oh. It's like, no, yeah, she was cute. Keep her alive. Yeah. And then obviously Yoda and Obi-Wan survive because duh. How many of those kids? How many of those are Jedi's? Like, there's how many Jedi in training? But there's quite a few of them, right? But they're they were the age that Anakin was when he started, so they probably don't know shit. No, I would just think that like they would just use the Force just based on fear and reaction, and just be like, ah, scream, and like kind of like when superheroes in movies like mutants, yeah, and like don't know they have mutant powers, and they just go like, ah, and they freak out, and all of a sudden, boom, somebody gets blasted through a wall. Thought maybe that would happen. Would have been cool if they just all of a sudden started screaming at him, and he just exploded. <laughs> and Palpatine, he just cuts back to Palpatine, and he's like, "Fuck!" And then the music from Kirby Enthusiasm starts. Boom, boom, boom. He's like, "Shit, my plans." Um, so he, Anakin, goes to Mustafar to kill the Separatists. Is that Volcano Planet? Yes. Yeah. Fun fact, oh. of course. Um, hold on, hold on. Okay, go ahead. So Mustafar. All of the shots of the lava exploding were real because Mount Etna in Italy erupted when production was happening. So George Ooh. Lucas was like, and also Mustafar is based on George Lucas's envisionment of hell. Hmm. Yeah. That place. Okay. So they they the opening shot of that place when they're in there. Ooh. There's 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 two clones, I guess, workers on a. A thing floating in the lava, scooping up lava. What are those two guys doing? Like, what kind of job is that? Who gets that job? We're going to put you on a piece of rock floating in the lava river, and you're just going to scoop lava up yeah. for no reason. There's just this thing, uh, things like that I noticed. It's like, what are those two guys? 
because they're they're there later. Like yeah. when 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 Darth is fighting um, Obi Wan, I'm mm-hmm. like, what the, those guys are still just working. Yeah, the place is falling apart. And how hot! It's so hot. Lava, lava. I think lava. It sounds weird. Lava yeah. is 700 to 1200 degrees Celsius when it comes out of the ground. Oh, holy shit! So. Like I understand there were shields around the places, mm-hmm. protective shields around where they were, but when they're fighting in the lava, yeah, how are they not just bursting into flames? That yeah, that's a good point. Seven hundred degrees Celsius. It was nineteen degrees Celsius today, and I had to take my shirt off at work at one point. Like, fucking warm <laughs> out here. Seven hundred degrees. That's a good point. That's hot. I've been near, like, I've worked, when I used to work railroad, I worked at this place where we were building skeleton track, like, this brand new track on the ground. And there was a big smelting oven that was, like, maybe 80 feet away from us. You could feel that thing all day. It was hot. Oh. That place was, like, working in an oven. And I think that was, that was probably, like, I don't know, maybe 500 to 600 degrees yeah. Celsius, I would think. Because it's up in the 1,000 degree Fahrenheit range where they're melting steel. And that, I was like, damn, I don't want to go anywhere near that no. thing. That's freaking hot. We didn't have any protective shields around us. We just had, we had to wear long sleeves and hard hats. It, so that, like, my whole, the whole lava part, I was like, this just doesn't, it's not logical. Because later on, when the shields break and they're fighting, neither one of them is sweating. Yes, they are. Anakin's so sweaty. He's a little sweaty, but Obi-Wan's not sweaty. True. And Obi-Wan's wearing, like, clothes Robes, that, yeah. Yeah. Robes. Both, it, both of them. Yeah. Robes in a lava dome, like. Fun fact about Anakin versus Obi-Wan, the fight, though, um, they trained for two months with fencing instructors and combat people. Um, that entire uh, battle sequence was real time. Really? It wasn't sped up. That's pretty That's cool. how fucking fast they were going because they trained for so long. That was pretty impressive. Like, that's really so impressive. cool. Yeah, that was. I did I did enjoy that. Like, I... I as crazy as the Jedi physics were and the acrobatics were in this fight, like, I think there was even one point where I wrote, I wrote down wrestling moves because all of a sudden Anakin is unarmed. We could just jump right ahead to this because really yeah. the only thing that happens between there is like they fly back to, they see the hologram. What's her face? She sees a hologram. She's like, no, I don't believe it. Yeah. Even oh, though yeah, Obi-Wan's like, search your feelings. He murdered these yeah, kids. Yeah, and then she goes to like save Anakin and run, make him run away with her and Obi-Wan stows away on her ship. Yeah. And, and then like, you with him. Yeah. Yeah, I hate you. Yeah. It was like, okay, bud, you just went apeshit real quick there. So this is going to come, I'm going to come back to this later, but after he like force chokes her, um, it they make it very clear that she's still alive. You can see her breathing and Obi-Wan checks on her before they fight and he leaves her because she's fine. Mm-hmm. She's alive. And she's like, you're breaking my heart because, yeah, she's upset that he's, you know, going down a path she can't follow. So I'll come back to that after. So they fight. And this this fight sequence, this battle is so well done. And still, you can literally see in Anakin's eyes, he's not fully committed to the dark side yet. He's not Darth Vader yet. And it's apparent because... Sith Lord's eyes are that yellow, that like mm-hmm. yellow with the bloodshotness. Anakin's eyes are still the same, and Palpatine's eyes throughout the entire episode one to three are regular, except once he reveals himself after yeah. Mace Windu's dead. So this whole time you see Anakin, he's not fully committed to being the Sith. There's still a part in him that Padme and Obi-Wan are trying to appeal to, being like 
come back from this, like yeah. stop. And he's just so blinded by the fact that he's going to lose Padme to childbirth that he like, isn't listening to reason. And even this fighting right up until the point where Obi-Wan has the high ground, Anakin's eyes are still regular. They're still human. It's only after he jumps and all of his limbs, except his robot limb get uh, he just cut chop- off. Well, how does he chop his hand off too? I don't understand that. He like, like because- the legs are one thing, but how do you get his hand? Too? Anakin's like doing a flip and then, um, Obi-Wan's like, oh, poof, poof. so I imagine it's like oh, hand twice, and then it. like legs. I thought he only swung once. No. It seemed a little quick. Yeah. Um, so and it, it, e- it, even well. after his limbs are gone and he's in, he's crawling in the ashes being like, I hate you. Like his eyes are still normal up until the point where Obi-Wan's like, you were the chosen one. You were my brother. And then you see his eyes shift and then he catches oh. on fire. That's the point where he was like fully gave away to the dark, the dark side. side. Yeah. See that? See, he bursts into flames there, which again, we f- go back a little bit in this fight. There's a point where they're on this big structure because it's falling, everything's exploding. Mm-hmm. It goes over the lava waterfall. And Obi-Wan manages to jump on a floating rock. And then Anakin jumps onto a droid. A droid. I'm like, yeah. okay. Again, the physics of Jedi. I'm like, how are you guys just nailing these jumps on a yeah. moving lava river? Like, it's a droid moving on its own. How the hell did you fucking land on it? Can you? Well, he could use can the you force. Use the force to yeah. move yourself. Is yeah. That, is that a thing? Like, does that class? Is that the flying with the force 101? Like, probably. But like, how are they not on fire when they're standing a foot over lava? True. That is just I'm like this wouldn't this doesn't make sense because he bursts into flames when he's laying on the on the side. Yeah, five. Well, feet he away catches from it. he his robe catches and then he lights. Oh, but man. here's where I'm gonna here's where all this comes oh, in. Oh Jesus! So <laughs> turn to page. All right. So when Palpatine was fighting Yoda on Coruscant, after Yoda escapes, he's like, "Get my ship." I. I feel like Darth Vader's in trouble. And that's why he goes to Mustafar, cause Mustafar, because he can sense Anakin's yeah. in trouble. Whew. Prepare yourself. So there is absolutely no reason why he couldn't also sense that Padme was fine. So he gets to Mustafar and finds Anakin burnt up on death's door and earlier on, when he's talking to Anakin about saving Padme, he's like... Yeah, I don't think he wanted to save Padme at no, all. No, no, no. Oh, I'm getting to it. Okay. I'm, I'm getting to it. That's all I think is that, no, he no. just used Padme's death as a, as a total tool to turn... He had no intention of letting no. him save Padme. But here, here's where it gets interesting. So, Darth Sidious, a.k.a. Palpatine, he never outright lies. He deceives. Yeah. So he he's always told Anakin, I could train you and give you the the powers to but save I Padme. Wouldn't. And he says to Anakin, you know, I have all of this knowledge. Together we can use it and save Padme. When Anakin is burnt up on death's door, his best friend just chopped off his limbs and he's finally transitioned to the dark side. He has so much anger in him. Meanwhile, the Sith have 
the power of the force swung in their favor because they just eradicated so many Jedi's, almost all of them. So the power balances is shifted to the side of the Sith. Palpatine's at his most powerful. So is Anakin because Anakin has already been said to have been more powerful than Palpatine on his own, let alone before he comes Darth Vader. That anger that Anakin feels truly on the dark side now towards Obi-Wan, but also towards Padme because he thinks she turned on him and brought Obi-Wan to do this to him. That anger, Palpatine takes it and sucks Padme's, like Anakin and Palpatine, like they suck her life force away from him because when she's on Police Massa, nobody knows where she is. And the droids who have no idea how the force works what it does it's not tangible to them they say she's completely healthy we have no idea why she's dying and mm. she's giving birth and she's fighting to like talk to obi-wan and she's fighting to be there and it's like she's fighting something and when anakin is being turned into darth vader palpatine specifically makes this process as painful as possible to harness this anger that he has. There's no anesthesia. He's yelling. Him and Padme are both awake while this is happening. And their heartbeats are synced up in the score. If you rewatch it, their heartbeats are happening at the same time, signaling that their life forces are tied together and that Padme's is being drained to save Darth Vader's life. And then hmm. when Darth Vader is about to have his helmet put on and Padme's given birth and she's telling Obi-Wan, like, I know there's good in him. Both of their heartbeats at the same time stop. So it took the death of Anakin officially and Padme to bring Darth Vader to life because there's a good, solid, long pause between Darth Vader's first heartbeat. So the theory is that Padme didn't die of a broken heart like a stupid bitch. She's been proven to be a badass bitch throughout number one and number two. Yeah. She's fighting to talk to Obi-Wan and be there and stay alive. Droids had no idea what the hell's going on. She was healthy. Oh, the Michael Sarah droid. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm really not really sure what's going on with her. Uh, she seems fine, <laughs> but we just can't figure it out. Uh. And um, Palpatine, who had the knowledge to bring someone back from death but didn't have enough power, now had the power of Anakin's anger. Mm. So when um, when Darth Vader was like, where's Padme? Is she safe? Is she all right? And uh, Palpatine's like, you killed her. And he's like, that's a lie. I felt her alive. I felt it. He did feel her alive, but also he did kill her. Ooh. Like Palpatine doesn't lie. That's heavy. Yeah. Damn. So... You're welcome. I dug really deep into that. It's an interesting. I like that. That makes and, sense. That's, that's cool. And then after that point, there is a leash on Vader. Oh, yeah. Because uh, when he decides to turn on Palpatine in episode six and save Luke's life, he um, and throws Palpatine over the edge and kills him. That life force that they drew from Padme together, and well, Anakin didn't know that life force was severed. And Darth, like Anakin says to him to Luke, when Luke's like, "I have to do something to save you," he he says like, "Nothing can save me now." He knows that now that Palpatine's gone, that leash that he had of like living is gone too. Interesting. 
That's yeah. That's kind of cool. I never and, thought of it that way. And the reason Palpatine did this was to make a perfect Sith Lord, a perfect apprentice to him, because now Anakin, or Darth Vader was fully dedicated to the Force because everything he loved was gone. Yeah. He was told he murdered his beloved wife in childbirth. He thinks his kid is dead. Obi-Wan has turned on him. He is nothing anymore. So he gives himself fully to Darth Sidious. Damn. Palpatine, Boom! Palpatine is fucking diabolical. Oh, and here's where I said in the very beginning, we'll come back to this because you said he plays chess, not checkers. In his exposition of Darth Plagueis the Wise, how he could not only prevent death, he could manipulate midichlorians to create, create life. life. Anakin was birthed by Shmi, but he doesn't have a father. So the big picture of it is that Palpatine manipulated the midichlorians to conceive Anakin and in um, like deleted exposition um, in this script, there was a point where George Lucas cut it, but there was a point where Palpatine was like talking about manipulation of midichlorians and how you could call me father. I created you. We got to find this four hour version. Yes. It must've shot it all. Like like this whole plan was, Decades long. That's crazy. Like Palpatine sought out to create the perfect Sith from what he learned from Plagueis to see if he could create life with midichlorians. Oh, he could. Oh, and that person is just prophesized to be the greatest Jedi of all time and kill off all the Sith and bring balance to the force. Well, Palpatine's like, fuck that. (laughs) And in the first movie in Phantom Menace, he's like, I'm going to like watch over your training and your career with great enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. you, could, you could tell he was the, he was bad from the beginning. Yeah. Most of us could. Yeah. Because we're like, ah, oh, wait a minute. And then he organizes Dooku to put the hit out on his mom so that first sever, that first tie is severed. And then like, it's, it's a slow burn. <laughs> he's a smart motherfucker. He's, yeah, he's calculating. So now we get to the, the end and it's like the last note I had was um, or, Organa's like, oh, take care of these droids. Oh, have the protocol droids mind wiped. I'm like, why? Oh, yeah. And then. Why exactly? What is What have you done to it? He's like, Antilles, treat them well. He does not treat them well because they turn up in a scrap heap on Tatooine. That's true. He Antilles, you failed them. You don't treat them well. So I'm going to guess you're going to give this like a really good rating. I'm going to give it a really good rating, too. I'm yep. gonna give it a ra- I'm gonna give it no I'm gonna give this eight uh lightsabers out mm-hmm. of ten protocol droids. That's literally what I wrote. Write lightsabers out of protocol droids? No, just eight out of ten. Okay. <laughs> I like, said how did you write the same thing I just thought up? That'd be weird. The force. Yeah. I give this eight duets out of ten. Because the only things I deducted points for, one for the writing, that was not a fault of anything. The the actors were doing their best with what was given. And the second thing was how some of the things would just look so fucking real, like Mustafar. And then the other things, like that stupid ship in the background with Obi-Wan and Grievous looked so fake. So that's where I minus a point. Like the lack of consistency with 
authenticity and realness of the CGI and for me they lost points yes the the writing mm-hmm. Hayden Christensen's acting in a lot of a lot of parts the dialogue with him and and his wife were just it was hard to listen to sometimes yeah the over dramatic use of acrobatics yeah. when it came to the fights it's like come on you don't have to be flipping and flopping all over the damn place you make it a little more believable yeah but it was good. It was a great, like I said, mm-hmm. and it is the best of the first three. Absolutely. A, when I watched that, I was like, all right, you guys yep. nailed one. This is good. There's no annoying Jar Jar Banks. Nope. No annoying, oh, I'm Anakin. Like yep. him being a bitch. Whiny. She's just an older whiny bitch sand. now. But it was, no, it was good. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I watched the end. I'm glad it was only two hours and 21 minutes. I went into this four hours thinking long. like, yeah, this movie's like three and a half hours long. I got nope. home after work and I was like, all right, let's get this done now. And I'm like, two hours, 21 minutes. Perfect. I got to be done at this time. I don't have time yeah. to go for a bike ride after and enjoy my evening. Mm-hmm. I finished watching the the King of Staten Island. <gasps> Great movie. I want to see really that. Really good movie. Really? Bill, yeah, okay. Bill Burr and Pete Davidson did a fantastic job. I and mean, Marissa Tomei is always dynamite. Yeah. She's really good. Um. Yeah. Next week, cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. With Sylvester Stallone. This you have not seen this. I haven't. Have you seen my smash? I cuts did. Of... Yes, that was good. I found a couple. My buddy and I always joke about. It. He's like, you got to cut those together because I watched Ace Ventura when Nature Calls last weekend. I and this um, is the openers are so good. But somebody, some people had cut it and it just didn't look that good. good. And the audio was terrible. I'm like, Ugh, I need to fix this. You just need to have just the raccoon. Yes. <laughs> Screaming yeah. underneath the whole thing, and then you hear out every once in a while her screaming. <laughs> just reach up and grab him. We'll have you in a minute. And then no. Oh. If you don't know what we're talking about, just go on. Yeah, just yeah. Ace Ventura versus Cliffhanger. Just you'll, do you'll it. it. The one, just do it. Yeah. All right. Do it. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. You know. Yeah. What to do. You know where to follow us. All right. And check out. Niptacular14 on Twitch. Twitch. Streaming horror games. Streaming horror games. He and I are going to play Dead by Daylight together. Nice. Yeah. I'm thinking of uh, probably in the fall, fall or wintertime, building a... My buddy priced it out for me. Ooh. I can get a pretty decent, like a really (gasps) decent gaming slash editing PC setup. Cool. For about 1500 bucks. Nice. And I would just use my TV as a monitor for the time being. But that's what I'm thinking. Cool. Yeah, because I want one. I want uh, editing with my Mac. It's getting too slow, and Doing I want and I want, and I want to stream. And then we can stream this this show live. Yeah, on YouTube once I get my that'd be uh, my Elgato stream deck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's end it there. Bye, everybody. Bye. This is real garbage. 